Welcome to Just Jay-Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. It's Just Jesse And Stu Styles. We're doing a little life questions podcast today. So we had you guys ask us on Instagram your burning questions because we all know that Stu and I are just like pillars of knowledge. We are so good at giving advice. We've got our shit together. <laughs> Not really. So we wanted to answer your questions and give the best advice we could. Our producer, Kaylee, pulled some questions for both of us. She's going to ask us these questions and we are going to answer them live on the air. But first, before we do that, you know what it's time for. Let's talk pinks and pinks. <laughs> Let's talk peaks and pigs. Okay, Stu, you're up. Starting off with my peak, it would definitely have to be that I'm officially a Utah citizen. Woo! I've lived here for two years, but I've avoided and procrastinated getting my Utah driver's license because whenever you switched to like from any other state to Utah, you're required to retake the driving test. And so this morning I went. And I sucked it up because my license has been expired for a month. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It's officially time. Two years and a month of expired license. I went and I took the test and I passed on the first time. Woo! Um, I think that would be my pit though too because I've been, I had to go twice because they send you an email of everything. Um of what you need to bring, mm. what you have to do. And they were like, we need proof of employment. And I'm like, what? It wasn't on the email. I've never heard of that. So I had to come back to Jay-Z, snag some papers, and then go back and take my test. So it took up like my entire morning and like a pit of going to the DMV. Like who oh. actually wants to do that? It's, it's miserable. I would rather have a root canal and or chew like on shattered glass than go to the DMV. <laughs> but I'm officially a Utah citizen. It's a good thing. And it was hard getting here, but I'm official. Now all you need is your temple recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. But. <laughs> no, I don't know if they'll let me in there. They barely let me in the DMV. You've been in Utah as long as someone would go on a mission. That's crazy. I've been serving my mission here. Yep. A Jay-Z <laughs> mission for two years. All right. Um, I would say my peak is that yesterday, Stu was doing hair, Kaylee was doing hair. So I was back in the office alone and we finally got a Mac like desktop for Stu so he can actually be official back here. So I was like reorganizing. I got his computer set up. It feels a lot better back here in the studio, and I got us candy here at the podcast table so we can <laughs> snack on candy while we podcast, so that's my peak for today. And then my pit would have to be, you know those mornings when you just wake up and like your makeup doesn't work? Like you just are having a weird morning with like getting yeah. ready. Do you get that? Do you understand um, that? A Friday yeah, I night. look like a rat right now. <laughs> a rat. Well, you don't have hair in, so that's why. <laughs> my bad makeup day was Friday night in Seattle. Really? Because I, oh, yeah. I have two foundations <laughs> and I use the wrong one. The lightest one. The and li- you look I, have like like a, a ghost. I have like a light one and then one I use when I have a spray tan and I looked in. I look like a heavy. porcelain doll like Annabelle. And then at the table the next day for the class you had that line of like foundation it was so funny but um i feel like today like my eyebrows weren't working my makeup was going on cakey it was just like one of those days so that's my pit i wonder what you did I know. Oh, oh, I think I know what part of the problem is. Um, ever since I've been using the JLo moisturizer, which you don't like, I like it, but my skin's been way greasier. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed like my foundation's greasier and my brows like won't stay on. I think it's making my skin greasy. It has olive oil in it. That's so probably. Oh, that's what it but is. But you're supposed to put stick. on your moisture. 
put on your moisturizer and then wait until it's tacky to your touch. Well, no, I do it at night. I don't even put it on in the morning, but uh. I think just every night I'm doing it. So my skin's just feeling oilier, mm, but I do my primer and then wait till it's tacky. Okay. But yeah. Anyway. All right, Kaylee, you go. My pit would have to be when we were driving home from the airport on oh. Monday and it took like two hours to get from the Salt Lake City airport back to the salon, Ridiculous. which is usually like a 45 minute drive. But from one exit to the next, it took us like an hour to get there because there was a terrible accident and we just were at a standstill for an hour. Like on our exit to get to the salon, we were just stopped for two hours. And there's nothing worse than like making a travel day longer than it like needs to be. So that was my pit. My peak is that... So I was in a sorority during college and they're having like an alum event on Saturday. Um, So I'm going up to Logan for the weekend and like I got a hotel room with some of my friends and stuff. So I get to see a bunch of my college friends this weekend. Um, He actually is. He has something for he was in a fraternity. And so he has something for them on Saturday, but he's not going to stay up there. So we're still going up separately, but we'll both be up there on Saturday. Will you, will you yeah. do us a favor and do a house bunny TikTok while you're there? Since oh it was a sorority. <laughs> How funny would that be? I know. Or a legally blonde one, just like something sorority related. That would be so funny. Oh, what a um, time. Okay. Hit us with your best questions, Kaylee. Okay. Here we go. Okay. The first one is for Jesse. What did you do and what are you doing to cope with divorce. Oh God. Oh. We're starting this off deep. I was not expecting Started that. off by hit her in the gut. I literally thought this was going to be like, how do I start assisting or like yeah. something? Wow. No, these are life questions. Oh, these this isn't so hair. Oh, okay. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. I think the biggest thing with divorce and probably the hardest part is not actually the aftermath, but making the decision. So mm. for, you know, a good year or two, my husband, my ex-husband and I were very on and off. We had separated a few times, gotten back together. And it is very, 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 hard to pull the trigger and make that decision because it's final. And you not only lose a spouse, you lose friends you may have had together. You lose a family that you had married into. I kind of saw his family as my family. I was in that family for six years. So that was probably the hardest part for me is just like making the decision that at the end of the day, even though I love him, I love his family, this isn't right in a marriage aspect and we both deserve better. So I would say how I coped with that was just knowing that better things were going to come for both of us, not just for me, not just for him. And now almost, wow, two years almost. I've been, oh my gosh. Yeah. I separated in September two years ago. So it's been two years and now he is engaged to someone new. I'm remarried. He has a child. I have a child. It's just crazy. We both ended up where we need to be. And I think it worked out for the best. So I think just believe in the process, believe that you're making the right decision, trust your gut and make sure that you just kind of stick with it. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. And the biggest piece of advice for just kind of coping with it. And what I try to do even to this day is just try to focus on the good. Even if your divorce was bad or contentious, there was obviously things in my divorce that happened that weren't great. But I think at the end of the day, I just would love to look back at that six years of my life with peace and think of the happy times rather than the sad times. And don't dwell on hate for your ex. Don't dwell on what could have been. Just dwell on, you know, that person was meant to be in my life for this reason, this season, and they served their purpose. And now we're both moving on to better things. So let go of the bitterness as much as you can. That's something I still struggle with to this day, but I think I'm getting a little better and that's helped me move on. And you're young. You were young enough too that like there was so much more life to live. It's not like it was like years down the road. It's harder when you have like grown kids and you're older. That would be really, really hard. That was actually so good. Thank you. (laughs) I told you I'm a pillar of knowledge. (laughs) 
All right, Siri, you ready? No. What do you look for in a guy? Oh, this is hard because I'm so picky. And I feel like I change my mind with every guy that I date. Um, things that are for, um, someone that lives in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. I love older guys. You have to be old. You have to be like considered a senior citizen special. <laughs> I usually go when I'm looking for guys to the senior circle dating events, but really something that's so important to me, the number one thing is work ethic. I feel like I could not be with someone who was like, I'm just going to stay at home. I don't care what you do. However, like, I don't mean like you have to be so successful and you have to be wealthy or anything like that. But I do care about you just having a passion, like a work ethic or like something you want to work towards, not even just for like our future together. Like you just have goals for your future. Cause I feel like I'm really like goal oriented and I love to work and I love my job. I feel like it would be hard for me to relate to someone on the same level. You don't have a passion. What are you doing with your life? Like I, cause I have like everything kind of set up and that's when it makes it hard. I feel like to date for me because everyone my age, I'm 23. No one's in the spot that I'm in. Um, people are in school or they're about to start back to school or like they're taking a break or they're have like their first like kind of real job that's not like a career but it's like a good job and for me I'm like I don't know why that's such a turnoff but I need someone to have their shit together so I feel like that's why I usually kind of date older guys because all of my friends are older and like I just relate to people well we talked about this too a few years ago you had dated someone who was like working in a restaurant and you mm-hmm. were like oh they just work at a restaurant and I'm like but if they're like in school working towards something that's different or like what if they just love restaurants work like you know like as long as they're passionate Mm -hmm. about it that's what you're looking for right yeah and i don't i mean like i don't care if you flip burgers at mcdonald's or if you're like the ceo of a company as long as you're like okay i've got to go to work like you have that like you're not lazy i feel like laziness is such a turnoff for me i like people who are just like so like a big go-getter another thing that i look for that i'm like a sucker for this is like physical is i love like dark skin and (laughs) tattoos so someone who is not caucasian and has a work ethic is ideal I love that. <laughs> How old so was funny. the last guy that you were dating? Um, he was 26. Oh, okay. I loved him. So I know. And he had his shit together. He did. He just, and he was dark skinned. Yeah. <laughs> he was your perfect man. If yeah. he had been 20 years older, it would have been over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been on, not over. <laughs> yeah. You'd like you would have been over. Like, oh, this is it. Yeah, yeah. this is it. I'm getting married. Okay, this is a question for both of you guys because somebody was wondering this. What is your favorite and least favorite things about each other? Oh, <laughs> easy. I'll go first. Yeah, okay. Stu's like, let me list it off. Um, uh, my least favorite thing about Jesse is she, they kind of, Almost intertwine a little bit. You, the best part about you is you're such a go-getter. I feel like I'm a go-getter, but not, I've never seen anyone like you or met anyone like you. Me and your dad were actually talking about this at the airport, like bragging on you. If Jesse like wakes up at 3 a.m. and she's like, I have an idea for something, like before she even comes to work, it's like already in production. Like it, before she shows up here at nine, it's just like game on the second you think about it. It's funny because that happened last night and we already have something in plan today that's changing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's the perfect example. You're just like so giving that aspect about you is like you're just so giving and even like with your job like you just give it your all your friendships you give it your all you give it your all to like employees like you're just such a giving person and then my, but that kind of intertwines wow. in my least favorite thing too because you're so go 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 and like now like I have to think about things like for like three days and I'm like okay we can start <laughs> doing this it makes sense but like yesterday you're just since you're like boom 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 it's like okay we're gonna plan to do three podcasts we're doing three people's hair we're gonna do everything and we kind of like overbook ourselves to where we can't handle it but then it, it'll be like well I've got to go home at six because I got to pick up Jagger and go see Jordan for dinner and yeah. <laughs> I'm like okay so how are we gonna do all this I definitely over 
understand. Your go-getterness can be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. How do I fix that? I have no idea. <laughs> no. I mean, I love you for it. Yeah. No, it's a problem. I'm trying to get better at that. I'm scared. I would say my least favorite thing, I'll start and end on a positive. My least favorite thing about Stu is, how do I say it? I'm literally doing right now what my least favorite thing about you is. It's when you like pause. I've told mm-hmm. you this, like he's in the <laughs> middle of a sentence and he'll just stop talking. Has this happened to you? Yes. And you're like, time. and then you ask him something else. and he just like doesn't even acknowledge it. And then like literally four minutes later, he'll respond. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah, that that drives me nuts. And you even said when you went home for Christmas, you noticed everyone there does it. Yeah. You're like, this drives me crazy. It's kind of so it must be a southern thing. So I guess it's not like your personality. But whenever I'm doing that, I know what you mean because I do it like every day. Uh, it's like I'm thinking, and then something else pops in my head, and then I have to process that before I even like heard what you said, mm-hmm. and then I like go back to what we're talking about. That's called ADD, my friend. <laughs> uh, I know, and I'm severe. Yeah, and then my favorite thing about Stu is that he can just like walk in a room and become friends with anyone, like the fact that he could move to Utah not knowing anyone but me and my family and now he's integrated with his own friend groups he's dated people here he has clients who love him like he just makes friends wherever he goes and that's a great quality oh we're gonna take a break so I can cry <laughs> hey you guys we're gonna take a quick break but this isn't a breakup it's just a break to tell you about one of our favorite things that we provide through the Jay-Z Styles family. Chances are if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're either a hairdresser hustling behind the chair or a beauty school student that can't wait to get out and offer these services to your clients. Or maybe you're just someone who likes to get your hair done. If you are one of the first two options, you are eligible to come to one of our classes. We have an education program called Education with Jesse. We travel the country teaching these classes to people just like you. We have two different options, an extension training that teaches you multiple different ways to install beaded wefts, different weft types, different stitching patterns, patterns, bead placements, consultation, color matching, you name it, we talk about it. After that class, you can be Jay-Z Styles certified, you get added to our website, our exclusive Facebook group, and you get access to training videos so you never forget what you learned. And if you are previously Jay-Z Styles certified in our OG way of doing beaded weft extensions, you are welcome back to come and hang out with me to learn the unseen bead where we teach you how to hide your beads so they are undetectable. It's an amazing day. It's so much fun. We have an outfit theme for every class. Sometimes we come in with a dance number. Sometimes there's a housewife fight that breaks out. Follow us. You know what I mean. We also have a blonding and business class we recently started up. In that class, we teach you our favorite coloring and blonding techniques. We teach you how to actually foil around hair extensions, how to custom tone their hair with the hair extensions. And we also have a special guest, Money with Michelle, teaching business, finance, tax tricks and tips, everything you want to know. Come be a part of the Jay-Z Styles family even more besides just listening to the podcast by coming to a class or coming back we'll make it a family reunion you can check out all of our upcoming classes on our website jayzstyles.com slash classes we also post about them all the time over on our instagram pages so make sure you're following us there you can find all of those in the show notes below and who knows we may have some exciting classes coming up soon maybe one of them's in a tropical destination oh so you're gonna need to come to our class get a ticket and get a passport and maybe vacation with us you know it's gonna be so much fun we may also be at premiere this fall there's just a lot going on sipping cocktails with Stu and making mocktails with mama (laughs) poolside somewhere tropical it sounds like a good time to me 
Stay tuned for more details until those announcements come. Feel free to check out all of the classes we currently have on our website and hurry and grab a ticket because they go fast. And don't forget that we have payment plans. If you have any further questions about education, you can definitely direct message us on Instagram or reach out to our customer service phone number or email, which you can find in the show notes below. Now let's get back to the episode. Next one is for Jess. Do you see yourself having any more kids? Oh God question of the year. (laughs) I literally go back and forth every day because 95% of me is like, no, I want to get my tubes tied. I'm so busy. It's hard enough juggling all of this and Jagger and Jordan and the new house. I can't even imagine having another baby on top of this or even being pregnant again, doing all this. And I have so many more goals that I want to achieve and like things that we want to do in the business. So I'm really, really, really hesitant to have another one, especially because I'm 29. And if I'd want another one, it would be three to four years away. And then I'm like 33. Do I want to start over with a baby then. So I don't know. But then also I'm like, I kind of want like a little girl of my own, but like, there's no guarantees I'd get that. So I literally am just like, I have no clue, but I know for sure not for two years if it were to happen. So how many siblings does Jordan have? He has two brothers and we're both the same. Like we're both the oldest with two younger siblings. Okay. And our siblings are around the same. Well, not really. Carson's like 16 and Bailey's 23, but like we have the younger, the middle, and then we're the oldest. Okay. So the one after him might have kids at some point soon. Carson? Wait, Tyson. Yes. That would be close to Jagger's age. Yeah. Like, and would live around. So. Yeah. Yeah. And my sisters will probably never have kids. So. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Sorry, Diana. You're not getting any more grandchildren. Jagger will just be the favorite. One is enough. Yeah, that's true. Stu, if you could live in a TV show, (gasps) what TV show would it be? Oh, God. Okay. Hands down. I don't even, I don't even, there's so many. And it's definitely a reality show. Mm-hmm. I think I would love to be a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Yes. That would be my dr- absolute dream come true. I mean, I would take any real housewife position, but <laughs> I always say I would love to be the first real house husband. And oh, that'd be so be like, awesome. Like, like go out into the Beverly Hills group and like become besties with Dorit because she's like my icon in life. You would die. It would just be the dream to live in Beverly Hills, have a rich husband. My job would be to get like glammed up every day and then just go to like drink wine with my friends and get in arguments. <laughs> like that would be the in best. That's the dream. Um, I have a question. Who would you replace if you had to choose someone? Um, From this season, I would have to say, oh my gosh, my dream cast. So it would be me, Dorit, 100% Kyle because she's the OG and Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton. Love her. Kathy, like, I feel like last season of Beverly Hills was kind of like, it was such a good season, but I was like, I need something fresh and airy. And Kathy Hilton brought it this season. Yes, we don't Uh, deserve Kathy. I would, this is who I'd replace. The newbie this season, I'm not coming after you, but Crystal Minkoff. Yeah. She, I adore her, but I feel like she doesn't bring enough. She doesn't have like that assertiveness of being like, I'm going to call you out right here at dinner. Or like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I want to see you throw a glass of wine on someone, Crystal. And I feel like she is very like, well, her, her serve. Was, you need her to be a Lisa Renna. Yeah. yeah. Lisa oh, I Renna. have to have Lisa on there. At least me and Lisa <laughs> would bond over how much we love lip filler. Yep. Me and Dorit over fashion. Me and Kyle, I feel like our personalities would clash. And I feel like you and Garcelle would get along. I do too. And I almost was not, I wasn't excited Garcelle was back, but this season, I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm glad. Did Wait, you watch was she, she gone? Her first season was last season. and then oh. She was kind of boring, and she yeah. wasn't around a lot. Yeah, because she, mm-hmm. she has, like, so many jobs, it's hard for her to, like, come mm-hmm. and film. So she was, like, in and out, in and out, in Makes and out. Sense. But now she's there. I feel like me and Sutton would get along great because she's, she's from, like, Augusta, and that's, like, literally, like, an hour from where I'm from. I'm in Alabama. Erica, I feel like I would just love her, and she loves the gays, so she would love me. I would replace Crystal. Yeah, I 
agree. Long-winded answer. <laughs> Did you watch the episode last night? No, I'm so excited oh, to watch it. Oh, Dorit goes off on Garcelle. At, what? Yes, it was so good. I was like, because oh. Dorit has been kind of MIA because a lot of the drama this season's obviously involved Erica and yeah. her divorce and the Ponzi scheme, whatever's going on with that. Dorit just sits down at the table and Garcelle said one thing to her and it wasn't even like cocky or anything and she's like you know what garcelle i have a problem with you and this is what it is and dorit goes off and i've never really actually seen dorit go no. off in this way and i was like oh, wow i've got chills it's probably because she got a bonus for saying that probably <laughs> it was to the point where garcelle was like f you five times in a row and got up it was uh-uh. about to leave it's good Whoa. not gonna ruin it when erica flipped out on garcelle in the last episode when they were like on that trip that was weird how she's like, oh, yeah, just go ahead and tell everyone. I'm like, you already told everyone on camera. Well, you find out in this episode. You weren't paying attention then because what? Erica, they were walking back to the car. Yeah. And they still had their microphones on and they got hot mic. So hot mics, whenever they record something or they pick up audio or like they don't know that they're filming. They thought they were done with that. So they're no, getting in the they car filmed, to go back. But when she filmed her telling Garcelle, mm-hmm. it was a camera shot. Like, it I was know, like, But they were walking back to the car when she said, Tom calls me every day. And yeah, and she was like, but I can't answer. And then Garcelle no, brought it up. No, that was on camera. I saw it. Like it, it wasn't like a secret thing. It was when they were walking back to the car that she said, don't tell anyone. Yeah, but that was not filmed. Yeah, but the Tom calls me every day was. I know, but they were walking back to the car and she was like, I don't want that brought up to the group. That yeah, was, but she said it on camera. She knew I, it was going to get but out. But I'm saying I'm they were like, like a mile away and it was just like their yeah. backs walking to the car. I know, but it was going to be on camera anyway. So I think she just like overreacted a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. I think Garcelle meant it like, Hey, we want to help. I, I think Garcelle yeah. had good intentions. And I think Erica just like, yeah, because when they got in the car, Erica and Crystal rode together yeah. and she said, she's the one that said to, she was like, I don't want to talk about it with a group. And Garcelle was in another car, so she didn't know. I'm not thinking her Which is why I are. don't think Erica should have freaked out because Garcelle didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I just think, I just think the whole Erica thing, like the more that comes out, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. None of it adds up. I just I feel know. like it's well, sketchy. And didn't he just get disbarred? Yeah, he did. Yep. Mm. And isn't he living in a nursing home now? He's in a yeah, assisted living facility. So is he going to go week. to jail, do you think? Or when's the trial? I don't know. He's like, he has apparently like dementia and Alzheimer's, all these things where he's like not capable of making the right decisions. And wow. so they don't I know. I feel if like he's hired somebody to say yeah. that. <laughs> the mean, lawyer's like, knows? this is what we're going with. Like, that's a very easy cop out for his age. Yeah. And so who knows? I'm excited to see it more unravel. And the next episode coming out next week is. Um, Sutton was like worried about her reputation. So yeah. she went to everyone and Erica flipped out on her. And then right after, like in the middle of the Garcelle and Dorit drama at the party, um, Erica pops off at her. And then at the end of the episode, Erica pops off like hardcore. And then it shows it's like coming up next weekend. And it's this scene where she's like, she's like, shut the F up. <gasps> and she's like, or what? Or what? Or, or what? what? <laughs> I just think of Jenna every time. I love that. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one is for both of you guys because actually a couple of people asked. Oh, no. <laughs> said, um, someone asked how you guys are related. <laughs> <laughs> so set the record straight. And then somebody also asked how and when did you guys get so close? So, mm-hmm. well, I think for this one, we need to post on the Instagram that photo of us where we look like siblings. Yes. Remember? Because we do. We're not siblings, but. You're not related in any way. We are not related in any way except for Stu being lost in the river. Do you want to tell that story? <laughs> so uh, I met Jess, or I found out who she was by going to cosmetology school, and they would just play her YouTube videos. And I eventually started following her on Instagram. We started building like a little online friendship, and then I went to a class and we met in person. Um, 
fast forward two years to now, like we've hung, we hung out like two more times between that. Then after I graduated beauty school, I moved straight to Utah, yeah. worked for her, I lived with her. We were roommates for a while. Um, and so now that I'm like an unofficial family member, I always say that I was the last child. Me and Jesse's middle sister have the same birthday. Me and her youngest sister are the same age. So I'm like, it's something's like just six got... six weeks apart. Yeah, I was like, something's just got... some Somehow, like, some information got lost because I <laughs> truly believe they are, like, my family. And so I always say that Michelle, which is Jesse's father, my name was Michelle, <laughs> um, whenever I was born... He was like, I have three girls and I don't need this boy. So he took me and put me in the Lake Powell River and I floated and floated. Lake Powell River. And I floated. Lake, I floated. Lake Powell River. <laughs> I was in Lake Powell and I floated like baby Moses to Alabama and my family adopted me. And then you found your way back. Yeah. Just so like yeah, us. that is how we are related. Just Can like, you imagine Michelle giving up his only boy? He's like, I knew he'd be gay. Let me just get rid of it. <laughs> but yes, we are not related. We met through Instagram. And since he moved here, we just got close because we live together. He's here every day. You know, we work together. We do everything together. So that is how we became close. It's been two and a half years now since mm-hmm. we've met. So that went by fast. Perfect. Look yes. at us now. So they are not related. <laughs> no, but we will post that photo where we literally look like siblings. It is weird. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Jess, what made you know for sure that you wanted to be a boss of a business? Oh my gosh I didn't because when I opened all this I literally just like wasn't even thinking about that I wasn't like I want to manage people because I suck at it I was more just like I want to create an amazing place for people to work so I really just wanted to create a place people wanted to be and feel safe and feel comfortable and be creative and then the boss stuff kind of like shook me like no one just knows how to be a boss it takes a lot of time and practice and luckily now my sisters work here my whole family's here and they definitely help more on like the business side and I feel like I've grown a lot with like being able to like put my foot down be a disciplinarian in certain situations I used to hate confrontation and I'm a lot better now but it's taken five years of practice to get there so no I never thought I'd be a boss practicing confrontation yeah I have to practice yelling at people (laughs) just kidding Like Jesse's like, I need an hour. I need to close my door and practice. She looks in the mirror and she's like, I'm very disappointed in you. You're fired. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I never knew I wanted to be a boss. It just happened. Okay, Stu, in your life, what are you most grateful for? You just did a whole post about being grateful. I feel like what I would usually say, and I've been talking about it a little bit on the podcast recently where I'm like 23, I'm just like changed. I feel like it probably is like placebo or something, but I feel like every day, like I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to work and I'm so thankful like I have a job and like I love my job like so many people don't love coming to work so many people hate their job and I'm like so thankful that I get to come here and I actually enjoy every part of it and there's like so many different things what I would always say is like I guess uh I don't want to be I don't want to be like this but are you gonna cry feel, no oh okay it's like this will be great for ratings <laughs> Put this as a sound bite. I feel like what I'm most thankful for is probably Jay-Z in Aww. general. Like Jesse, her sisters, her mom and dad, like all the stylists here I'd feel like are just was so welcoming towards me. And I obviously wouldn't have what I have now if it wasn't for this business and Jesse and her family. And I feel like I always am like annoying Jesse and her dad and I send them like sappy texts. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so thankful. Thank you so much for putting up with me. Oh, thank you for letting me come on this trip. And like thank you for like paying for everything. Like thank you for dinner that was the best like corn dog i've ever had like anything corn dog. Don't act like, like even so like that. i know <laughs> that was the best five-star meal i've ever had literally like nowadays i feel like it's 
little things like that. Mm-hmm. Like every day I feel like I'm so thankful for things. It can be like something so like even like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I need to do laundry. And I'm like, oh, at least I have like an apartment to my yeah. own. At least I can afford that. At least I'm in a place where I can like push off my laundry or do it today if I wanted to. It's yeah. just like weird things. Like today I'll be like, I'm so thankful like I could go and get my like driver's license. And like I am like officially Utah. Like that just means a lot to me. And I'm like officially did like I'm proud of myself. Like yeah. it's just weird small things every single day now that I don't know I feel like I'm just more appreciative of the small things that I've said 400 times during this explanation but it's true <laughs> I love it. we love a grateful queen okay this is a question for both of you guys if you guys could live anywhere in the world where would it be and why in a hypothetical world if I didn't have like this and I didn't have to be in Utah I would probably want to live if I was like single and like trying to like start my life Nashville and then if I was mm. like settled down with kids and I had to live somewhere, probably North Carolina. Oh, okay. really? I love it there. I've um, always thought of doing one of the Carolinas too. I so think it'd be so there. pretty. Mm-hmm. Do you love the Carolinas? For me, hands down, you're just going to feel like I'm copying you, but I love Nashville. When I'm there, it's just like Southern, but it's like up to date and urban too. Like mm-hmm. people can, you can wear whatever you want. No one even like bats an eye. Like I could be like in a hot pink bedazzled cowboy hat and matching suit <laughs> and people would be like, you're so cute and cool. Just feel like the energy is so great there. It, it like warms my heart. Like the Southern aspect of it reminds me of home. But then at the same time, it's not like so traditional. I love Nashville. And it's like a city, but then there's like outskirts where it's like towny Mm -hmm. and like kind of like small town vibes. But Nashville for sure is probably my favorite place on earth. I I can't wait to go back there. I know. (laughs) We got to do it early next year. (laughs) Already planning it. Yeah. Okay. Jess, what is your biggest life lesson in friendships (laughs) and growing apart from friends? How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I've lot of, lost a lot of friendships. I always, you know how like everyone has like a really hard struggle in life. Mine will always probably be like relationships, friendships. That's one of my biggest downfalls. And I think it's because for a long time I just gave too much. Like Stu said, like I literally gave people the world before they even earned it or deserved it. And I tend to do that a lot where I just give things away and I promote people and I let them have these experiences and chances before they earn them. And so I think the biggest thing I've learned is to let people like show you who they are. And that doesn't mean you have to like be mean to them off the bat or not give them opportunities, but just like don't give everything to everyone that you're close with. Because I've been burned by like giving opportunities to people and then either they were like lying to me or stealing from me the whole time or they end up kind of getting comfortable and getting greedy. And then it's like, oh, like I can can just walk all over you because like you've already given me so much. So I think that's my biggest lesson I've learned and one of the main reasons I've lost friends. But any friend that I have lost in the last few years, I feel like it was like all for a reason. Like I think those relationships really taught me something and it helped me become a better friend and a better boss because I learned how to like have a better structure within my friendships. And then I also know that like anyone who's not in my life anymore, it's for a good reason. Like I've gained clarity through losing friendships for sure. Everything happens for a reason. Yes. Do you think you gave me too much at first or do you think I earned it? I definitely gave you too much, but you have earned everything you've gotten. Like I gave you the opportunities and you ran with them which is, you know, like you have the same opportunity anyone else would have here. So you just like worked for it. So that's, that's good. Thank you for not taking advantage of me. <laughs> Thank you for not stealing and lying and all that. You don't know what I do on the side. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I didn't know for a long time about someone else, so I could definitely find something out in three years and be pissed. <laughs> oh boy. You got one more year, yeah. Stu. You better hide it. Stu, what is the hardest thing that you've ever been through in your life? I would say coming out of the closet. That was miserable and terrifying for me. 
and it wasn't after the fact or when I told my family and friends. It was just like all the build up, to, like heading towards it. Because the build up was worse than the reaction. Yes, a hundred percent. Just knowing, like one sentence of like mm-hmm. I'm ca- like I'm gay can change like how everyone views you or like judge you for it or like they can say well like I don't talk to gay people or like I don't agree with that so like you're no longer welcomed here and I was like are my friend's parents gonna be like he can come over or not especially living in such a small like town like my graduating class was like less than 100 people it was like in the it was like 90 something like it's such a small town like we probably have more employees here at Jay-Z than I had in my graduating (laughs) class and just like the thought like just having to like especially like at night like before I'd go to bed I'm like tomorrow I'm going to like tell everyone and like this could be it they can ne- my family can never talk to me again my friends could write me off just because like I want to like not have to live with this anymore how long would you say that you can remember how long would you say like that build-up was um it, I literally so like I remember my first time having like a crush on a boy I was like in fifth grade and I was like he's so cute like mom call his mom and make them pick me up for school every day like just so I could be with him and so like I rode with school with them every single day and then I remember like it almost is like you're you feel one way but you're kind of like taught like boys marry girls and girls marry boys and they have babies and so you're like taught to feel another way than how you actually feel. So it was almost like in high school and stuff, I knew I was never going to tell anyone because then I'd have to face those people every single day. And high school is already hard enough for like a normal person. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to add to this. So it was almost like I in suppressed South, it. Too. Yeah. It was almost like I suppressed it, like had it in the, the back of like my mind. So like I would even like at school, I would never think about it. But when I got home at night, I'd be like, ah, oh, boy. So like guys would message me from like my school or like other schools. And I'd be like, I'm not gay. I can't reply. And then after high school, it was literally someone told me one time, I have a friend that's like a gay couple and they live in Atlanta. They're like, one day you just wake up and you're like, I do not give a fuck anymore. Like yeah, your mm-hmm. meter just witches. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell everyone today. And that happened. And I sent my mom a text and told her. Listen, we'll, um, we'll link below in the show notes, the Stu's story episode. Go listen. Cause he talks yeah. about the whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I have one last question for the both of you guys. If you guys could only choose one store to shop in for the rest of your lives, what would it be? Is money a factor or no? No. Oh, wow. (laughs) If there's only one store that you can choose from to shop from and like get your clothes and everything for the rest of your life. One store. I would choose Nordstrom because there's so many options, <laughs> yeah, so many one. brands. That is a cop out. No, it's not. You asked and you shall receive. So I would choose Nordstrom. They have so many things. I love Topshop, Topman, all that. They have so many like good things that are not like well-known brands, um, like lower in things and there's usually like Gucci boutiques, Chanel boutiques, Louis Vuitton boutiques within (laughs) that store. So it is considered one store with multiple areas. That would be my choice too. And you've got makeup and everything. Yes. If we're getting around the question. Oh yeah, they have makeup. But Mm -hmm. if if you're talking one brand, then I would do free people. Okay. That's fine. What what about one brand still? One brand. Not that I could afford to wear it every day, but Louis Vuitton. I love that LV logo. You're just head to toe like Dorit. Uh, um, but realistically, probably ASOS because I love ASOS and mm-hmm. they have like funky clothes. And I, I would have thought you would have said it. Zara. Yeah, but Zara doesn't have as many options as ASOS. I feel like I don't love Zara as much as I used to. No. It's weird. I like their kid stuff. Well, that was fun. We were very good at answering questions. Perfect. Okay, well, I'm glad we could answer these questions for all our listeners. If you guys would like to know more about us or if you want us to do more questions like this, let us know. We're also going to be doing a little segment on the podcast where we answer like 
personal questions you guys have for us just to kind of wrap up each episode. So email production at Jay-Z Styles if you want us to answer your question. You can write in and we'll answer listener questions all the time. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes below and we'll catch you next time. Bye. I love you. Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay-Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.